Alrighty, and we're back. Um, it is October 29th. Thanks, Savannah. Uh, 2023. Uh, I am Savannah. <laughs> and I'm Jorge. <laughs> Welcome oh. back. <laughs> Hello. Um, I guess, how should we begin? Um, well, you wanted to talk about... Well, no, no, no. I, I mean, I'm setting it up. Thanks. Oh. Um, well, it was just a question. I'm meant to not answer a question. <laughs> I guess not. Okay, go ahead with your, your, your role, pal. non-answerable question. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, the one that you'll answer yourself, right? That's right. Um, to begin, I believe, uh, we should probably preface why, at least maybe you didn't notice at first, but perhaps um, maybe you were drawn into the light of uh, why we're doing this podcast and and I would say that Savannah's mind maybe is more so that she just likes to hear her own voice, which is possible. Yeah. <laughs> That's well, yeah. highly likely. Yeah. Um, but on the other hand, I think we learned something extremely valuable. Um, some friends that we have, uh, when you come to, it's very rare you get to have political discussions of any kind with anyone. In fact, I would argue so far people have been pretty tame with their expression of um, what is going on in the world. I think you could say the same. I don't recall any of our friends, aside from maybe Shane, um, getting too political on topics. But Shane also is from Canada, so I don't know if he has that much. He doesn't really have a whole lot of grounds to be no, political on it. No, he's just bored. There's nothing <laughs> to do in Canada. Um, but you come to understand um, from certain points of view why they think this way and why... Perhaps we've deviated, or at least we're attempting to deviate, um, into a role that's maybe a little more profound. Granted, we're new, and so it's it's we're going to take a long time to figure this out, figure out this process. But uh, it's alarming when when one side of the aisle goes um, doesn't see the the sort of spin up that we're trying to figure out, right, and calm down. Um, one of our friends very specifically went off on sort of a, and we're, we're not upset. And I think to make this clear, um, and I guess Savannah could address this as well. We're not necessarily one side or the other. Uh, and I, and I think that was really hard to get our message across, um, that this, this little operation is nothing more than just to explain that this, what's going on in the world currently is a bit insane. Uh, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, and I mean politics don't you, you don't you don't need to line up with one side or the other at least in the U.S. political system um, in order to view these events and have an opinion. I mean, your opinion of it doesn't need to be politically based, right? It you can point out maybe inconsistencies and question things without automatically being labeled as like one side or the other right which is very funny because um you know after having discussions with our friend um discussing the war in in um in gaza um just sort of addressing some of the again we're not for pro we're not pro-israeli and we're not pro-palestine in fact the whole thing's a bit of a mess and we should just stay out of it but what we're noticing is just addressing certain topics like 
some of the atrocities that are going on on behalf of the Israelis are pretty significant. And the immediate response was, I can't believe you're a pro-Palestinian. It's like, no, I think far from it. Uh, the fact that you're not hearing that side um, is quite insane. So what we're noticing is how quickly people sort of get in their little groups and tend to only whatever it is in their in their bias and belief, they tend to look um, for those answers that fit their narrative. Um, while we're we can't say that we've, we're going to be doing the most spectacular job of potentially deconstructing um, some of the bigger issues like, you know, not being able to find babies' heads uh, and those videos of, you know, uh, them being fully decapitated, um, that we need to go to war with China, that we need to go to war with um, Iran, which we'll get into. Um, it, it is... It is I would say that I think you saw a good example as to why we need to, if they do listen, if they care enough to listen, they don't have to, and that's and that's their narrative, right? Um, if they care enough to want to comprehend that maybe things aren't as one-sided as they may seem, it's actually quite, quite a cobweb of different factions and different groupings and interests, I think more so. Um, and I think that's our hope for this for this podcast is at least for people that we care about. If anything, the audience that listens is an extra bonus. Um, and we, we love your support. Uh, at least for the moment, it is sort of trying to calm the two storms down of left and right or conspiratorial or not, or, um, or just feeling their own biases. I, I just noticing how, how quickly people get spun up into a situation where they need to pick a pro-Israeli or, or a pro-vax, pro-anti-vax. Um, anything. Anything, right. It's either you pick one side, and if you're not on that side, you're on the other. But there is such thing as a middle ground, and there is such well, thing as mm-hmm. being, you know, you can you can have, you know, some belief in one side and some belief in the other, but that doesn't mean that you're automatically on the other side because you believe some of it and not even middle ground I, I would i would even argue we're not um we're not looking for like a uh like a peace deal type like you know they no, can no, compromise no, no, no. but more so of, of this is all bizarre and and I, I would argue it and i think we're both on the same page on this hence why we're doing this together um there are other people in like like for example uh one of our friends went you know they're they're like the globalists are out one is saying it's impossible another friend is saying it's impossible for that to really exist it's like no they do exist but not to the extreme that you might think correct yeah um and and you have to look at both sides that that in the end of the day um most groups in government and i think that's our big sentiment (laughs) for being totally honest is the government, um, the elites of the world, the 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 factions that control most of the power, don't care about us, and and the fact that we're bickering over something as insignificant. Not being said that those lives lost in Maine, uh, the lives lost in Israel, um, in any sort of war, are just nothing. But on the grand scheme of things, some of it can be planned, some of it can be uh, a distraction. Distraction. 
you can manipulate and push hearts and minds as you, we've tried you, to explain in previous podcasts. Yeah, you pit groups against each other so they don't question the bigger picture, right? And so why waste your time bickering amongst each other when in reality the main issues, the main people at large are some of these giant government agencies and, 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 and special interest groups. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's the thing of like, being pitted against one group against the other it, it's a it's a competition of who's right who's the better person who especially with issues like like the israel issue right if you're pro one side or anti the other side it's oh you're a terrible person because you don't believe the same thing that i do when in reality it's what we should be focusing on is what happens factually and what is the bigger picture so, like, you can agree on things, and... Um, you lost your steam there? I did, but, like, the point, you, you know, being pitted against, that's been a tactic of governments forever. <laughs> Pitting groups against each other so they're not watching what the government is doing um, as a distraction technique. So, I'm sorry, did you have something else to say? No. Okay. I lost my train. Yeah, I was trying to get you out. Um yeah, so uh, to move forward, quite frankly, we're getting a little tired of this Israeli-Gaza situation. Uh, it's not happening fast enough, in our opinion. Um, but I think this will be, at least, unless something significant happens, um, we'll, we'll try to portray at least the point that whether there's enough evidence so far or not, we'll try to explain not only what we see in front of us and, you know, Again, it might depend on who is listening. We would love to get other sources with some sort of video or clip to be sent. Um, but but in order for... We just want to get this across of, of a general story that uh, it's not that the events or the people aren't bad or good, but it's just very annoying when you see inconsistencies... And it's followed by this sort of blueprint of um, cynicism, in, in, which involves pitting people against each other, um, financial gains to be made in the military-industrial complex, um, and and people getting spun up. And so th this will be, I think, and I, I think I can speak for the two of us. I think starting next week we'll probably take a different. We'll look at something else just to take a break. Um, on this topic because it's, it's getting a little stale. Well, we will I mean, come it back depends to it. on what happens in the next sure, week. Sure, sure. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, to summarize, this, the point of this podcast is not to, we're not a news channel. It's not to just present news and tell you what's going on. It's to look at news and to look at the inconsistencies and to ask the bigger questions. Um, you know, and granted, this is only episode four. We don't have a whole lot to go off of um, in terms of like referring to past patterns. Is <laughs> As we've established, I have a very basic understanding of uh, news and geography. So but I would say learning. You, uh, but, but I would say you've also you've taken it well. Yeah. But like, you know, looking at what inconsistencies have always been in the news. Right. What events have are, are just repeating themselves and what is the point of them repeating themselves like what is the bigger picture beyond just um a gaza attack beyond you know the issue with the 
with Israel and the Palestinians beyond the U.S. involvement, you know, beyond any other story. What is the bigger picture and what are the questions that nobody is asking and how is it being presented to us? What, why is it being presented to us that way, right? Is it a distraction? Are they trying to get a different message across? Things like that. It's not just presenting news. It's presenting, and it's not presenting one or pushing one um, like political side either. We really could care less. No, yeah, it, it has nothing to do. See, as much as it is involved with politics, it's not about the politics. In terms of like our opinions, Correct. And like what we're the why we're asking those questions. We're not our intent is not to push a certain political agenda. Um, and it's not just to present new stuff. Right. So it's just it's asking questions, just just looking th- at things that are just they're just a little odd. They're weird. <laughs> yeah. And why might that be? So, so. OK, we got that. I think we got that long. Yeah, I think we, were, we repeated ourselves enough time to. To get some kind of understanding. Do you want to restart this? No, no, no. no. I think it's fine. All right. I think it would be the same if we restarted. True. We're also, this is our fourth episode where we are, I would say for the few that have heard this in the past, um, there were previous episodes. They might still exist somewhere, but um, we are learning as we go along. Uh, A lot of it was just trying to figure out the, the technology. A lot of it was just trying to figure out what I want to do. Um, and then I realized I couldn't do it alone and, uh, and just keep that in mind. We're always, we're always willing to learn. We're always willing to look around. We're also limited by bandwidth, um, Mm -hmm. both full-time jobs. Um, and it takes a lot of time to scour through everything. It's hard. There's a lot of information, which is probably why most people, why I, before this was not super knowledgeable about world events because there's a lot going on right there's a lot to pay attention to and it changes so quickly exactly so it's you have to constantly be updating yourself and looking farther than a headline right correct okay so uh i mean i'm hoping we'll wrap up this gaza deal uh the 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 news we can't spend every podcast on just specifically israel and and gaza even though i know depending on what happens uh there's definitely more interesting things to talk about as well Mm-hmm. But for now, we will, I think, to just preface or to point out why we're we're sort of freaking out and decided to do this together, um, we can start, I guess, with this Israeli issue. So, Savannah, I figured you had any um, any first things you want to talk about or, or is something you wanted to begin with? Yeah. So, I mean, talking about, like, inconsistencies and in how things are being presented. Um, oh, just, also, sorry. Yeah. We, we will, like, the humor will come in in spurts but oh, yeah. we are so unaware of what we're doing still that we're not comfortable yet to just be um loose in, in the previous podcast we would be loose and fun but only because there was simply ramblings into the ether type deal um having a very directed point of view to like you know put a message across um and being new to it for now we're, we're going to be in this sort of robotic um approach of things i would say savannah and especially, I mean, talking about, I know we're not going to continue, you know, always talk about Israel. That's not always going to be the story, but especially with the story, there's not a lot of humor there. No. Um, there, there is there. I have a couple of clips that might be a little humorous, but, um, maybe knowing your kind me, of humor though, it's, it's hard to imagine. It's more be just like funny. bizarre funny yeah, sure. instead of like comedic. That's your humor. It, yeah. Okay. So go ahead. Uh, oh, I have your, I have your audio clips. Yeah. Uh, so me. I, I mean, 
we all know that the the U.S. has very publicly declared their, you know, their their loyalty to Israel. There's no, it's unconditional, right? As Biden has kind of stated, many officials have stated, but it is bizarre that um, there's a lot of things that the U.S. is trying to get across or trying to portray that are conflicting with other news channels. So the U.S.'s opinions on thing on how it's going is very, like they're just ignoring what is happening. Um, so I want to start with the first clip, which is, ooh, I'm going to screw up this name. She's the current is- Israeli ambassador to the U.S., and this is an interview with Sky News. It's called No, no Humanitarian Crisis, and I believe her name is Zippy? No ha- way. Hadovelli. Oh, man. This is, she can't say names. This is that, cla- this is that classic American style. Like, um, well, I'm pronouncing it Jorge, like the T like Jorge tsunami, is, is, right? Is, is it a silent T? I don't know. I, I don't know what it's... I, I can't see the spelling. Well, it's T-Z-I-P-I. How would you pronounce that? Great. I don't, uh, Maybe I should have looked up how to pronounce it. Oh, no. It's, it's, this is funnier. Um, okay. Zippy. Zippy. That's what it's called. No, it's called no no humanitarian crisis. Okay, sorry, 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 sorry. Uh, hang on, I was just adding the. I realized I didn't add any of the audio. Um, ooh, just give me a second. Pardon me. Okay. Um, and this one um, is a little longer, but uh, worth it. We're we're figuring out. It's a couple minutes. times. A couple minutes. Uh, two. God damn it! All right. You, you gotta, I shortened it as much as I possibly could. Maybe. In, in certain chunks but okay sure well again we're learning you have to give us some grace and i will give it to here we go what's the view on the humanitarian crisis in gaza this morning uh there is no humanitarian crisis because there is 30 by the way uh israel is in charge of the safety of the israelis hamas is in charge of the safety of the palestinians and this is the time that Hamas need to pay the price for its abuse, killing innocent Israelis, and now preventing from his own people to evacuate and to be safe. Israelis worked with the international organizations to make sure all Palestinian civilians will be safe. And we are giving them the opportunity to go south to a sheltered places, places that they will be safe. We've been showing pictures this morning that would illustrate that there is a humanitarian crisis in Gaza. Can I ask you something? Yeah. Are you a mother? Yes. What would you think if your children would have been executed in front of your eyes? Would you expect your government to think about those Nazis committing those crimes and to say, Oh, come on, man. No, let it go. No, they went Wait to, they went to First Nazis. First of all, we need to protect the enemy and then to protect my children. Your children come as priority to your prime minister. So we Do have you know showing, that? We have been showing images this morning that... Uh, illustrate that there is a humanitarian crisis in Gaza. So blame Hamas and ask Hamas why they started those atrocities walking so around. So you acknowledge that there is a humanitarian crisis? I'm saying there is no. Israel is working. So what do you think is happening? Oh, yeah. What is mm-hmm. happening? There is a war in Gaza, a war that Hamas started by committing a horrible massacre on innocent Israelis. Okay. Okay. So that, that, yeah, I did see that clip. I didn't clip it myself, but... Yes, go go on. Sorry. Yeah, so just you know, no, Israel's doing all they can. Hamas is Hamas are the bad guys. They're responsible for all these deaths. And then play Rafa border crossing. Mm, okay. 
The border between Egypt and Gaza is also fortified with only one point to get through, at the Rafah crossing. But Palestinians can't pass it without a special permit. And Israeli forces have bombed the crossing several times in recent days, making it even more difficult to cross for those who have permission, according to local authorities, Egyptian officials, and the UN. So, so Zippy is saying <laughs> Israel's doing all they can to uh, protect their civilians, but Hamas is responsible for all because of, they started all the atrocities, right? Correct. As we've illustrated, Israel bombing where they're telling civilians to go, you know, no regard for what about the Palestinian children? You right. Know? Are you a mother? <laughs> Are you a mother? It only it only uh, applies to the Israeli children, not the um, not the ones in Gaza. Mm-hmm. So another example, um, have you heard that about the uh, white phosphorus allegedly you, being is, dropped? You, is this your attempt of setting me up for a question? Yeah, you, this was a question you can answer. Uh, no, I have not. Oh, you haven't seen that? No. Oh, what news are you watching? I, I was on a shorter timeline <laughs> than you were. Okay. You, you well, listen for someone that gets to work remote from home. You got these are more clips I think than I've accumulated. Oh, so. I, I, this is this, these are most. Highest number of clubs. And I have so many that, like, I can't even use. Very nice. Um, Good job. So, a little history lesson. <laughs> well, here we go. Um, back in 2008, there was a another conflict with Israel and Gaza. And Israel used as a retaliation white phosphorus, which is a chemical compound that's dropped from the sky. And it ignites um, when it meets oxygen or when it's... Yeah. So, and then it starts to burn, but the thing is that it doesn't stop burning until it runs out of oxygen completely. So this results in, um, it won't stop burning until it hits bone basically, or if it's inhaled severe internal damage. So it's like a little powder that's dropped. Um, after that, the UN, uh, called for and Israel agreed that it's a war crime to drop it in heavily populated civilian areas. And I have a little clip for that. By the way, and just I'm looking at your sources. Uh, I think you did a better job of titling them this time than I did. Yeah. Um, Al Jazeera, by the way, is as the title may suggest, is probably a, a an Arabic, uh, yeah. or not probably, it is an Arabic newspaper or a, a news outlet. Mm-hmm. So just the fact that they're not, you know, not everything we get with CNN or CBS or any, not even like a, like a local station, because quite frankly... I think our generation has not truly watched that much daytime television. No, there's only a few channels that you could think of. Like sure. if you ask somebody to name news channels, CNN, Fox, ABC. Right. But then the other point of it is, uh, is, and I would say that's probably where most of our sort of news sites are heading is, is uh, mostly YouTube, mostly through online sources. But, um, but just, just to note, some of this stuff we can't, we don't see in, 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 in television and, or sometimes in YouTube algorithms, we have to sort of pick that apart. Uh, and in this case, Al Jazeera being the pro Arabic, uh, slant gets to show something that is not really heard of. Like I, again, I didn't pick this up either. So, yeah. uh, okay. So I will play. It would, w- well, wait, it would be, it would be interesting. I, I didn't look at this because I mean, I have the, the VPN on, so it just automatically, the v- VPN on, <laughs> So it pulls up all of the international news channels um, in addition to U.S. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if U.S. news channels are really reporting on this. 
um and this is like a week yeah. old um oh okay well. and, and so i mean and it wouldn't be in the U.S.'s favor to report on it, right? Okay. Because this goes against the unconditional loyalty. Okay, I will play it. Okay, this is from 2009, by the Human way. Human rights groups. Wait, are... what? The the WP banned in civilian areas. January... I thought I was playing white phosphorus. Yeah, but the January 2009 one first. Oh. I have two clips on it. Even though no treaty explicitly bans it, WP used against white civilians phosphorus. is a violation of international law. Okay. Oh, it was way short. And then the second one, WP UN violation. What under what context on that clip was there? Where is that from? Wait, where's the second? Uh, that's reporting about the January two thousand or the December two thousand eight use of it. Oh, They're this just is what explaining. You're, okay, this is what you're explaining previously. And then do the uh, UN violation two thousand nine. That's what I played. No, I wanted the one banned in civilian areas. So white phosphorus, Al Jazeera, English? WP ban... Uh, wait. Okay. <laughs> so it's not my fault. Hold That's up. good to know. Hold up. Yeah. Um. Don't talk. Just find your clip and then say it. Oh, white phosphorus. You suck. <laughs> God damn it. Sorry. So, okay, so out. from 2009... U.S. violation. It's against international law. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> shit on me. I'm gonna shit on you. Uh, twenty-five. Okay. All right. White phosphorus. Correct. Yes. All right. Cool. You suck. Human rights groups have accused Israeli forces of using the chemical white phosphorus in Gaza and Lebanon. Amnesty International says it's verified videos showing white phosphorus artillery shells being fired by the Israeli army into civilian areas in Gaza. Its use in densely populated areas is considered a war crime. White phosphorus is used as a smokescreen or as a weapon. It ignites when exposed to air and it can burn through flesh, causing horrific deformities. So this is from maybe like a week ago. Um, and then I have one last one that I can't remember what it was about. Uh, Human Rights Watch, WP. It might be a kind of a repeat of the last one, but just go ahead and play it anyway. I don't have Human Rights Watch. Are you, oh, I see. Okay, okay. Yes, yes, sorry. It's alphabetical order. Yeah. Like white phosphorus is unlawfully indiscriminate when it's airburst in, in populated areas, uh, especially in Gaza, which is what is this? So, yeah, so that is a really good question. Uh, oh, uh, uh, <laughs> I had this all set Come up. Come on, dude. I did. I thought I did way better with this. Let me just, let me just, okay. So this is the Human Rights Watch, which is an organization um, for human go rights. Go on, go on. And the person speaking is... Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, right here. <laughs> Sorry. Wait. Oh. Uh, Ahmed. No, just start over. I'm going to cut okay. this out. So this is a clip with um, Al Jazeera English. It's an interview from like a week ago with Human Rights Watch. Um, I don't know what his position in it is, but his name is Ahmed Ben Benchemsi. Close enough. <laughs> and he's he's talking about um, white phosphorus basically being a war crime. Okay. Like what? We already heard that explanation though. 
but whatever. Well, I'm just it. I'm summarizing. Like it. white phosphorus is a lawfully indiscriminate when it's airburst in in populated areas, uh, especially in Gaza, which is one of the most densely populated areas in the world. But to answer your question, they cannot defend themselves, and this is why it's prohibited because it puts civilians at very grave and unnecessary risk. So the point of that is to say this goes against what Zippy's saying. <laughs> 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 and then <laughs> this is the bulk of my clothes um and then i have let's jump over to the uh the economic side of it we have janet yellen yeah the u.s uh, uh secret no treasury secretary um I being interviewed oh uh with sky news so let's do they're both sky news yeah i know it was I have the same monitoring interview. economic situations janet u.s can uh, afford two wars yeah let's do the second one two wars Oh sure. Can, this is can great. America? Can the West? This is a good clip. I think I I didn't clip this. This is because yeah. I, I didn't. I guess you already had that side, so I didn't want to bug you. Yeah. So you gotta have patience. Can, I'll get can there. Can America? Can the West afford another war at this time? I I think the answer is absolutely. Absolutely. Um, America can certainly. Holy shit! You imagine that? <laughs> yes, we can. No big deal. Okay. Wait. But yeah, let it play. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> absolutely. Um, America can certainly afford to stand with Israel and to support Israel's military needs. And we also can and must support Ukraine in its struggle against Russia. And look, the American economy is doing extremely well. Pause it. Um, okay. The American economy is doing extremely well. Now play it. Inflation has been high and it's been a concern. You know, ignore that whole inflation Holy thing. Holy shit. The yeah. U.S. economy. Oh, that's good, dude. Extremely well. Hey, that's not... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, okay. That's great. That's a, that's a good one. To households, it's come down considerably. Okay. Um, and also, I mean, you know, and it hasn't really. No, of course yeah. not. The the economy is not doing extremely well. And then she goes on to say, you know, the unemployment rate and all this stuff. Um, but I mean, with like financing Israel support, you know, what's then, funny. It's not even that much money that they're sending them. No, but did you know that they just increased the budget for Ukraine? Yeah, it's like sixty billion. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Again, right? Yeah. Okay. So then, on top of and the the Israel support, financial support, that doesn't end there. It's right. going to keep getting increased, right? And they were just saying, um, what was it like a few weeks ago? I don't have a clip for this, but um, they were talking about how, oh, wasn't it um, Millie in the sixty minutes? Millie how he Bobby was, Brown? No, uh, General Millie. General Millie Bobby Brown. Sorry. General Millie Bobby Brown. Um, how he was talking about how the war in Ukraine can't last that much longer because they can't finance it right. any longer yeah of course so okay so a month ago we can't finance this war we have to end it because of money issues but now suddenly we can afford two wars right to right. keep going and um netanyahu <laughs> <laughs> jesus Benny christ boy. <laughs> net netanyahu um, just put net net let's stand it out together net, net n, n Yahoo. Nah. Oh, Yahoo. Yahoo. <laughs> Net in Yahoo. Just call him BB. <laughs> BB. Um, BB no. Believes this war with um, Hamas is a long one. So that means more and more money okay. being funneled through. So where do you want to go from here? Then um, I want to go to Biden 
Okay, so, so we're on this track of economic situation. Yeah. Monitoring the situation. Now you want to go to Biden. Well. Biden, Palestinian deaths? Or is there yeah. more Janet that you want to show? No. Well, I don't know if that... Sure, we can play the second Janet one. I think it might be helpful. And are you and, uh, and the Treasury Department preparing for that eventuality and, and what it might do to the, the global economy if, if the conflict does broaden out in that way? Look, I think it's very early Look. days and we're monitoring the situation at this point. So that she, they have no idea what the effect. That means that they don't know what the effect economically will be yeah, of course. from this war, even though we've gone to war before. And oh yeah, sure. We've already yeah, we've already spended plenty of money already in Ukraine, but yeah. we have no idea what might. We happen. have no idea how this mm, is going to affect. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Okay. So then, rounding out that economic, um, kind of blatantly ignoring what's actually happening, then we jump to Biden, Biden. <laughs> who is also doing the same thing, but in a different way. I have no notion that the Palestinians are telling the truth about how many people are killed. Yeah. I'm sure innocents have been killed, and it's the price of waging a war. I think we should be incredibly careful. I think not we, the Israelis should be incredibly careful to be sure that they're focusing on going after the folks that are the pro propagating this war against Israel. And, uh, and it's against their interest when that doesn't happen. But I have no confidence in the number that the Palestinians are using. So that's a, uh, a press conference on October 25th um, in DC. And then play UN Palestine deaths. Seven thousand Palestinians <laughs> have been killed by Israel. I don't mean to laugh at the deaths. That's not. That's just. No, it's a very right to the point. It's like yeah. Lots of people have died. Yeah. In the last almost three weeks, seventy percent of all those killed are women and children. Almost all killed are civilians. Is this the war some of you are defending? You are setting us back 80 years by trying to justify what Israel is doing now. Pe Who was that? So this was um, the Palestinian ambassador to the UN, Riyadh Mansour. Nice job. Thank you. On October 26th, um, and he's speaking to the to the UN. Okay. Um, yeah, and those numbers, I mean, 7,000 deaths, that's being reported by the Palestinian. But um, I've, I've also read that there, there there is not an accurate count anyways. No, but I mean, an estimate. Sure. Right? Yeah, I, and I, I like don't know. That, this... The UN is using that number as well, whatever the number the, the Palestinian... Um, uh health ministry is sure putting forward okay but the u.s is denying it right because where did those deaths come from israel they came from israel they're responsible oh okay I it's see. israel's responsibility which right. is why biden's going to question it right. right okay sure uh okay sounds good okay uh, uh where do you want to go from here well i mean i we're on the the track of the u.s involvement so what what's the benefit of the u.s being involved sure i guess i can uh jump in or do you want to point something out first while i get my stuff set up i realize i didn't pull out my oh. page um i certainly can though oh i was hoping that would be a nice segue okay my apologies <laughs> um fine. no I, i'm shitting on you and then i'm not ready i just realized i opened the wrong one uh yeah so i guess we're gonna get into u.s involvement this is or this is old news per se um but it 
it is well you know i kind of want to go back to that uh biden you know in the palestinian deaths mm-hmm. i got i got blinken last night uh, uh, uh secretary of state anthony anthony blinken um coming in and saying and basically not answering questions and or answering them with another question oh you hold on sorry well wow, talk um, about unprepared no i'm here Turning the page to what has happened during this the will fo- be a long one following two weeks, UNICEF says one thousand five hundred and twenty four children have been killed in the Gaza Strip. Wait, so how many how many was in the previous one? Um, I mean, as of the 26, it was seven thousand and seventy percent of that were women and children. Oh, I think he said later on that it was three thousand children. <laughs> yeah. See, there you go. Yeah. You see what I mean, though? You see how confusing that is? Well, wait. So where did that that, that 1,000 number CBS. come from? This is CBS. I, I don't... They didn't say where their sources came from. And that... When was that? Uh, Last night or uh, Friday, maybe? Oh, so even more recently. Yeah. Yeah. During these bombings, why isn't the U.S. calling for at least a temporary ceasefire? First, Margaret, when... We must just... Uh, we must do we understand. have to answer uh, this one? This is even... Why, why even start here? I hear the stories when I see the pictures of young children who have lost their lives in this conflict of Hamas is making, whoever they are, wherever they are, whether they're Palestinians, uh, whether they're Israelis, whether they're, they're Jews or Muslims. It hits me, and I know it hits virtually everyone, right in the heart. And that's why it's so important. Right in the heart right in the heart yeah it's a fucking robot dude yeah, this guy is, he's, yeah. he's answering it he's saying words but it's not an answer oh it's not it's that's what's really funny about this one yeah it, there, there's, it's our hearts are out you know right we sympathy, feel for them but but we're not gonna do shit about to it do everything possible uh to protect them uh and why it's so important to do everything possible to get assistance to those who need it so why not ask for at least a a temporary pause in the bombing as was proposed this week we've seen first of all that uh in order to get assistance in um we've had uh we've had that happen and you saw the first 20 trucks go in yesterday i expect more will follow today and the day after that we want to make sure that we have sustained delivery of it by the way okay sorry i will i'll go back a little bit but Mm -hmm. the other thing that's been sort of getting to me was if if the idea is, is that Israel is being attacked mm-hmm. and we've been supporting them now for so long, how is it that they're not prepared? That's the thing. Like, like sh- certainly they must be. I mean, aside from resetting the missiles for their Iron Dome, mm-hmm. uh, certainly they must be well equipped. Why can't they handle it themselves? Well, yeah, and this has been why do they need ongoing. U.S. support? They have jet fighters. They have they have ev- we've given them everything they need. Yeah, uh, to sustain themselves. Why is it that we need to involve military presence? And why not just regardless of the situation of of the the rumor of being we send humanitarian aid, mm-hmm. they'll just go right to Hamas and uh, to Hummus and 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 to and, Hummus to Hummus and chips. Um, <laughs> why? Why can't we just do that and, and not piss off the hornet's nest? Yeah. You know what I mean? Let why can't it, it be any other aid? Right. If they're so sovereign as they claim to be, why can't they just deal with it themselves? Why can't it be like offering intelligence to help with the hostage well, they situation? Have, they have done or, that. Oh, okay. But, but they're doing so more. They're doing more so. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, just yeah. it. Yeah. That this always kind of pisses me off in that sense because it's like, 
all this money and yet we need to send more and yet this whatever we brought is not enough yeah and what is it really doing besides just bombing civilian areas well sure i mean they, they are they'll argue that it's it's that yeah there's it's people that there's there, targets right and, that those and they're res- embedded and so it, mm-hmm. but still it's like they should be capable of of being able to handle the situation that's why we've been that's why they've been training for so long that's why they mandate two-year services for every israeli citizen once they turn 18 it's and also just the geographical size how big can hamas really be well like gaza's not huge well compared to all fighting a guerrilla warfare right let's they're yeah they're they're blending in with the people they're they're not a they're not an army well they are an army but they're not like a, a main fighting force initially of like yeah, I mean, not too long ago, they were just, I mean, they still do send rockets that are built by hand yeah. in, in their apartment building. I know, they're not as super, like, sophisticated and, like... I mean, supposedly, I've seen uh, videos yes, of, of those also, people, like, training and drone footage of them, like, entering buildings and blowing up shit. Yeah. But still to the extent of, it's like... It's not the same as they the Israeli able, right. military, right? Well, supposedly, but the other notion is that... Israel is just not prepared that these guys have been fighting in various locations for a while. Uh-huh. Um, and so they're more than capable of, of fighting, which means that with all the money and, and training we've, we've, they've spent, you know, trying to learn and, and I forget what sort of uh, every, every MMA fighter always has someone that uh, is in the class and they don't have, uh, or they have, he, he used to be in the Israeli, uh, um, He's been in the Israeli military. He clearly knows some shit. And it's like, well, clearly this military sucks. Well, and I can't go into a urban combat and actually deal with these people because yeah, they're mean, out of their depth. And then also, I don't, I've seen like that the, the U.S. Army who is, or the U.S. troops who have been deployed over there who, or who are stationed over there are being trained by the Israeli military, <coughs> especially in the tunnel situation, right? In the, in the, the grounds of a, a, of a ground invasion. Grounds of a ground invasion. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, couldn't think of another word. Um, so like, so we're just, we're just numbers and they're the experts, but if they're not prepared, then what is supposed to happen yeah what? right sure. no so yeah we're just supplying numbers but if we're being trained by the israeli military but the israeli military is not prepared then what is the who is you know who, who how are they supposed to does that make sense yeah it's a little tangenty but yeah, yeah it's, I, it's I, like, I get your point there's a couple hops involved in there yeah but it's thinking on the fly i guess buddy <laughs> Okay. Um, Continue with. Yeah, Lincoln. I'm trying. Okay, I will. Trucks go in Lincoln. yesterday. I expect more will follow today and the day after that. We want to make sure that we have sustained delivery of, of, of food, medicine, water, the things that people need. At the same time. Wouldn't it be uh, ironic if, like, just all that aid gets sent and then we'll hear, like, two weeks later, like, half that shit got blown up? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I wouldn't be surprised. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I said something a minute ago that that we have to re- we have to remember. Um, Israel has to do everything it can to make sure this doesn't happen again. Um, freezing things in place where they are now would allow Hamas to remain where it is and to repeat what it's done sometime in the future. No country could accept that. Um, one of my colleagues uh, who is on the ground in Israel uh, and ha- it, it cuts off here. So that's well, so he's saying that they have to take action now because otherwise it'll just stay the same and it'll, it'll repeat itself. What have they been doing 
the which past is, well, several right. times so that's, in the that's, past. That's like, where I was prior. kind of arguing with our friend uh, a couple nights ago where it's like, it's like, well, you'll, if you don't stop them now, you'll never stop them. Like, but they haven't been stopped. Yeah, they've been allowed to. I mean, they they don't they control Gaza. Or I like did have a question about that. So, like I, before I, this, I need to look this up. But is that true that Netanyahu funds Hamas, like their government? <laughs> oh, I did see something about that. That is a theory. No, but I think that's fact. Through, though I don't think Qatar. Qatar yeah. funds. I don't. I don't know. I didn't look into that. That should have been a good question. And, and that kind of ties into the theory of Israel letting this happen on purpose. Right? Maybe. And then, I mean, if you want to go down the, the theory train, um, I mean, what are they benefiting? What does Israel have to gain from this conflict? Yeah. And the other thing, it's like if 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 uh, if Bibi um, is helping funding that, mm-hmm. but we're blaming on Iran, which I guess goes into well, our theory later, yeah. which we'll get into, but... But then it just none of this adds up in that sense. Well, I guess we can look into uh, who funds Hamas. That's yeah. Well, I mean, it's just going to say Iran, right? Uh, for years. Oh, see, there we go. And what's funny is that see, that's what I'm saying is that um, your friend and I were were really disagreeing that BB was going to get uh, like he's trying to save his positioning by entering a war, but. Even now, I I, I think mm-hmm. uh, they're still trying to get rid of him, and and oh yeah, I mean that's for the years, for sure thing this after is this. The anyways. Times of Israel, which I'm not exactly saying that you know the Mossad doesn't have control of the Times of Israel, but they probably do. Uh, for years, Netanyahu uh, propped up Hamas. Now it's blowing it up in our faces, uh, led by okay, so. Oh, I'm looking at the okay. same thing. Can you, can Times you, of Israel. Can you look at that while I keep playing into the next segment? Yeah. Okay, sounds good. So uh, we got CBS Blinken. Uh, and then, uh, so, you know, what is the next step, essentially, correct? Mm-hmm. It would be a lot of aircraft carriers um, and military personnel being sent. So here's, I, I don't, I didn't do a very good job of pinning out who said this, but it's one of those news sources. It doesn't matter. It, it exists. It's not like it's an inconsistency. U.S. military support in the region, how large of a presence might it be, how close does it get to Israel, and what is the significant message that it sends by its presence? Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention this. There is a screaming child in the background, and I feel bad. It's like that, uh, it's like that meme of, um, or not even a meme, that, that happened of, of this uh, husband <laughs> doing, a, doing an interview. This is during the pandemic, mm-hmm. and, uh, and then all of a sudden, like, two children run in into the house or into his office while he's doing an interview with live television. Oh yeah. And then you see his wife walk out or uh, just some lady run into the room and like grab him, yank them both. And it was horrible. <laughs> it was so funny though. Cause it's so accurate there. Uh, there's news reports saying of like, Oh, his, his maid. Right. His maid because I think, out. yeah. Wasn't she like, um, a Filipino or something. She's Asian. She just it, it, she looked foreign. Of, yeah. She looked like, like she wouldn't oh, be a maid. Oh, his nanny or like yeah. the maid. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. It's like, no, that's wife. that's my wife. <laughs> oh, geez. <laughs> All of it was that's, funny. Yeah. She like darted into the room, yanked those kids back in. <laughs> anyway, I feel bad, but you know, she works from, from home, so who gives a shit? Yeah. 
So it's both a big presence and it's a very significant capability that the U.S. is providing. So starting at sea, they're going to uh, they're going to send it. In fact, it's already on its way there. The USS Gerald R. Ford Carrier Strike Group. So that's that's the aircraft carrier, the Ford, but it's also a missile guided cruiser and four uh, missile guided destroyers. So those have the ability to fire off missiles. They have torpedoes. And those are not only the kinds of missiles that can hit a target on land, but they also have the ability to do missile defense. Defense. So let's say that there's a missile coming in. They have ones that they can go up and they can they can intercept uh, incoming missiles. So in addition to that, the carrier and some of the ships, they have fixed wing aircraft. They have helicopters. They even have surveillance aircraft. So 6,000 sailors, huge capability at sea. This is largely a show of presence or force or support for Israel <laughs> at sea. All of them, maybe? <laughs> maybe just all of them? They're, all of the above. Yeah, they're all of the above. Uh, yeah, there's no doubt that they're trying to to flex their muscle and, and, and show up. But again, I still think it's a detriment to them. I This doesn't make sense, man. Mm-hmm. It's like they should be capable of rolling in and doing it themselves. That was the whole point why we sent them money. They need an aircraft carrier? Anyway, whatever. Um, did you read into that or no? I did. Okay. So, so this is the Times of Israel. I read some work permits as well. But go, um, go ahead. Yeah, and it was, uh, was published October eighth, twenty twenty three. Um, it's talking about how um, over the last thirteen years that okay Netanyahu. Good job. Nice, BB. BB. Um, that he's been uh in office that he has been uh. Israel has allowed suitcases holding millions of Qatari cash to enter Gaza through the crossing since 2018 in order to maintain its fragile ceasefire with the Hamas rulers of the Strip. So this is, I don't know if it's allegedly or if it's been proven. Yep. Um, But the idea, yeah, it's just, it's, 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 you know, here's some cash. Don't make too big of a disturbance. And um, Netanyahu was saying that those who oh he's quoted as saying that those who oppose a palestinian state should support the transfer of funds to gaza because maintaining the separation between the palestinian authority and the west bank and Hamas in gaza would prevent the establishment of a palestinian state so it's an attempt to prevent a two-state solution right? right which isn't israel were they always on board with that or they were never on board i don't with know that? i don't remember i imagine not i mean the issue that that's why it hasn't happened because at least one party was not on board, right? Right. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah, indirectly funding Hamas um, in order to just stay quiet. Right. Don't do not do too much. What instead we should do, we should bomb them. Bomb them, bomb them, bomb them. Uh, CNN reasons. Okay, so um, what do I got? I got a few more things. I don't have that many clips this time. Um, but you more U.S. involvement. And so now, now we're going to start our, our poorly or our amateur way of starting into uh, transitioning into a different topic. Oh. Um, so in my notes, I have reasons why U.S. getting more involved, showing a little bit more. But now, and and again, you know, finding validity in what is going on can be difficult. However, I did find one article that explained the reasoning behind this, but uh, I will just play the clip first. And uh, oh, oh, wait, hold on. I do have one more thing. Okay. I do have one more thing before we enter the Syrian and Iraq deal. Um, I do have one more, and it, it is involved. And again, this goes back to our friend that uh, didn't, again, doesn't, only listens to their side, correct? Hence why this podcast to me uh, would be the most beneficial to provide 
um, to someone that's out like there. Like their political side. Their political side and just realize, calm the fuck down, fellas. <laughs> Shit's fine. You got to chill out and get mad at your government. Yeah. Um, so here's what I got. This is, um, I have, I couldn't find this on CBS, couldn't find this on CNN, couldn't find this uh, maybe on YouTube if I looked a little bit. Um, but certainly not on the right wing side of things. Uh, this is definitely a more lefty approach. Um, I have uh, Arab reporter, uh, Arab reporter's family killed in Gaza. And this is only done by uh, by an Amy Goodman, a uh, very, very left lady. Rather annoying, actually. I'm starting, she's starting to get on my nerves. I Like, I hate the jazzy entrance to everything. <laughs> and then, like, the today's, like, it's just, like, end of times. It always, that's just her inflection. And it just it's seems dramatic. to get to me. Yeah, anyway. Draws you in. I guess so. It pisses me off. That's what it does. Um, <laughs> reporter, okay, so here we go. I'll just play the clip. They said, in a live broadcast on Al Jazeera Arabic Wednesday, Gaza bureau chief Wael Dadu learned his wife, daughter, and son had been killed in an Israeli airstrike. Dadu's grandson, a toddler, was pronounced dead just hours later, all of them killed by a missile that flattened a home where the family had been sheltering from Israel's round-the-clock bombardment. Another of Dadu's sons was seriously injured with a head wound. The family had fled Israel's bombardment of their neighborhood in the north to seek shelter in the Nusrat refugee camp in central Gaza, heeding Israel's order to 1.1 million Palestinians to evacuate southwards you can't find that anywhere else really no there th that reporter's family dying uh is not seen I, I can't find where that is yeah like like cnn doesn't report it cus doesn't report it why not i haven't well there because it was a israel bomb israeli bomb sure yeah it makes them look bad yeah um, but i mean oh yeah more into the civilian things yeah right, the issue, they're, right? They're, like they are committing pretty bad atrocities yeah, Granted, that's a the report, thing that nobody... you know, it took a reporter to sort of get that message out, but yeah. it's like, uh, which is a shame, but it, it that does happen. People are getting murdered even at the border that they've told them to meet at. Exactly. So then what? Um, anyway, so I just wanted to deviate from that. That was that was my initial clip early on, but I just forgot about it. Well, yeah, and then that goes, yeah, that ties in with the U.S. just ignoring it. Right, right. Correct. And just, oh, if you don't acknowledge it, don't report on it. Correct. Didn't happen. Okay, so we'll transition over to Iran. Um, where should I begin? U.S. counter? No, this is you know. Okay, so well, yeah. So, so how is Iran? Or wait, is it Iran or Iran? Iran? Uh, either depends is on how Iran really how American you are. Yeah. How Iran. are they connected to all of this? Well, sure. We will begin with this one. Of this war entering a new chapter, a new disturbing. Warning from the Pentagon, intelligence shows Iranian-backed militias are ready to ramp up attacks against U.S. forces in the Middle East. I want to go now to CNN's Oren Lieberman at the Pentagon. Oren, this comes as two attack drones targeting a U.S. forces base in Syria were shot down today. What does this new intelligence tell us? Jake, the U.S. Uh, has intelligence that Iranian-backed militias in the Middle East, that would be Shiite groups in Iraq and Syria, are preparing for the possibility of escalating and ramping up the attacks they have carried out, according to multiple U.S. officials. And these, this would be as Iran looks to take advantage of the situation and the conflict in, uh, in Gaza between Israel and Hamas, also taking advantage of the anti-Israel and anti-U.S. sentiment growing across the region. Now, Iran backs these groups, funds these groups, and arms these groups. The question now, how direct is this support? Officials say it's not that Iran is necessarily saying go carry out these attacks, but 
according to the officials, it appears that Iran is encouraging them and doing nothing to stop them. A far more direct link than U.S. officials believe Iran had with the initial October 7th terror attack carried about by Hamas. Okay. My, my, Jesus Christ. Um, get off signal. Keep going. Yeah, I know. Um, so the other thing I, my question about this, um, Oh, where is that clip? I need to find that one. Okay, so my question: Why those bases? Yeah, specifically. What like it's it's such an odd location to attack. I mean, I, I get I my understanding is that I can understand. My understanding is that I can understand. My my <laughs> point is that I, I you know we've probably stirring up the pot with Iran. They're already pissed off anyways. Why those specific areas? And it and so far what I found was that. Iranian state television, as by what I read, I think from uh, TRT, Turkish radio and television, um, that was apparently like a they it's they said it's sanctioned or encouraged, but that's pretty on the nose to be like we we let that happen. Mm-hmm. I I don't see how we didn't retaliate further, uh, and we ended up doing we, we ended up committing a retaliation, but it was it's just unusual. I I, I don't know. It's it's why those bases. What's why not attack something closer, uh, you know, closer to an American facility near Israel, right? Where you, you need to you need to sort of help them, right? Maybe it's that won't distract the military, the U.S. military, to be like, oh, we're gonna go to Syria. It'll yeah. just take a couple jets, which which ends up being the point. Um, all they did was was just do a counterattack, and that's that's it. But does it involve? Strikes by two U.S. F-16 fighter jets on weapons and ammunition facilities in Syria on Friday are fueling fears that the Israel-Hamas conflict may spread in the Middle East. Biden ordered the mission in retaliation for attacks on U.S. forces by Iranian-backed militia. The Pentagon said the two facilities targeted near Abu Kamal, a Syrian town on the border with Iraq, were used by Iran's Revolutionary Guard Corps and militia groups. I can't find, by the way, specific militia groups. Mm-hmm. I can't find any sort of um, evidence of, of what, what the situation is. Aside from Iran did stay in state media that they were the ones that helped coordinate it. And well, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, no, I was. Uh, yeah, Iran is pissed at the U.S. Yeah. Like they've publicly admitted that. I have clubs for that too okay, later. Sure. Well, no, bring them Continue in. Continue. No, no, though. bring them in. Bring them in. Where, okay. What do you got? Um, I have two. So the first okay. one is, ooh, how did I label them? Uh, Iran's stance. This is Al Jazeera English. The situation in the region is like a powder keg. Those words from Iran's foreign minister, Hossein Amir Abdullahian, earlier on Sunday. He also went on to say that the uh, current events could spiral out of control very quickly. And once that happens, the results could be severe, bitter, and have far-reaching repercussions both regionally and for those advocating for war. For now, the Iranian officials... Um, and then the second there's 15 seconds more, but it got cut. Do you want me to keep playing this one? Oh, it's because I it was two segments. Oh, okay. There so, might just be like a tiny bit of silence in between okay. them. So play it through. Yeah. Have not uh, commented on the attacks that have been taking place on U.S. interests, but of course Iran holds the United States 
solely responsible for enabling Israel to carry out what it calls uh, war crimes uh, against the Palestinian people. And then the second one in the same, so this is a correspondent with um, Al Jazeera, Iran response to... Let's bring in Marwan Bashara. He is Al Jazeera's senior political analyst. He joins us now from London. Uh, Marwan, uh, first of all, I want to talk to you about Iran's foreign minister's comments uh, from only uh, a few hours ago. He basically, I just want to reiterate uh, for people who might just be joining us, uh, he, he basically said that uh, his country will not remain an observer in the ongoing conflict, uh, that if the scope of this conflict widens, heavy losses will be inflicted on the United States. So, yeah, it's not important what the answer is, but, um, I mean, it, it was, but, like, he kind of is just saying the same thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, Iran is now publicly saying if this continues, they're they're going to retaliate in a way because the U.S. keeps pushing and prodding them, right? Mm. So so this might have just been the, the start of that. Okay, so to sort of sink in, do I have, I think we covered everything. I yeah, sorry, I, I didn't mean end. to interrupt your... Uh... It's okay. Oh, well, no, to even stir the pot even further, to stir the pot even further. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, I got a classic fox. Um, good old, good old retiree type terror. Yeah. Uh, here we go. One point six million known Godaways. Just to show you that we're 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 on we're looking at everything, right? <laughs> <laughs> Wide spectrum. Here. Wide spectrum of just garbage on both ends. Yeah. All flavors. These were illegal aliens who purposely evaded the border patrol, gave up their free plane ticket to anywhere in the U.S because they didn't want to be fingerprinted. So we have to assume among them are additional known or suspected terrorists, convicted aggravated felons, drug smugglers, and human traffickers. So uh, we have to act like the sleeper cells are already here in the US and preemptively find them and they should be detained. So Laura, I, I guess the question is, why do the folks feel so comfortable coming now to yeah, our country. Yeah, you know what? That's a great question. <laughs> like, Why now? <laughs> hasn't it not always been? Yeah, they've always they've always brought that out every now and I, then. And it's only brought out when something happens overseas. Correct. It's never talked about when there's nothing going on. Yeah. It's like cuz terror, that, terror cells exists. only they have what holidays? Yeah, yeah, right. And they, they only holiday? they only act up when other Ooh. stuff are going on in the world. Correct. Like, oh, Correct. that's our cue. That's Let's our go. Cue. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's it. That's just a stupid question. Legally. Because they know the border's wide open. But it's always what? been wide open. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing has changed it's with the border. What is she talking about? <laughs> been foreign nationals from over 160 countries who've come through that border. Just why Joe Biden has been in president. <laughs> just, it's, okay. It's, just, it's such a shitty, like, honestly, this video was just funny because it's such a shitty presentation to begin with. Yeah. And then it's just to add more insult to injury. It's like, and it's also Biden's fault, well, just in case you're missing that point. I know, they're trying to tie back to, um, yeah, I mean, because Fox loves Trump, right? So, like, trying to tie no, back. No, they don't even love Trump. They just, they're just, I don't oh, know what they Biden's are anymore. it's all Biden's fault. Yeah, it's just Biden's <laughs> fault. That's all they have now. Ugh. It was such a stupid video. <laughs> well, now it's open. Yeah. Open gates. Oh, it's, oh, yeah, as if didn't it hasn't they, been open. Didn't you talk about, what was the clip with the um, like the 2,000 Chinese who were trying <laughs> to get in through the southern border? I would have to dig that No, up. that was a couple, it, that's fine. That was a couple episodes ago. Um, but like, okay, so I, I thought they were already clamping down on the border. But th that's so what they've why been saying is it, for a while. Yeah, so why is it suddenly in open? In fact, Savannah, that, that $100 billion aid package um, 13 billion of it is going towards border security 
And it's like... Oh, so, okay. So then they can finance their border? No, no, no. U.S., no, our border. Oh, wait. What is this aid package for what? The, including in the Israeli... Um, to, so it's going to Israel from the U.S.? No, so it's a $100 billion aid package. From the U.S. to Israel? In paper, but then you read more into it, but or the title, and then you read more into the paper, and it's like 13 for border security, 60 for Ukraine. Um 14 oh, for israel and that's then it the goes budget on. that was that was uh that potentially caused the shut the partial shutdown that's what they yes. were that's what they were yeah, going correct. on about correct okay that's what they were going on about. Go, go, that's what they're yapping <laughs> that's about that's what they were yapping about i see <laughs> okay so uh yeah uh we oh, lost my train of thought here my goodness um we we're gonna go from there to, okay, well, so yeah. Terror, Fox, um, very classic, stupid question. Well, stupid clip. I mean, that also, just a little side note, I mean, that also kind of drills in the justification for everything that's going on from the, the U.S., right? This is why the U.S. needs to be involved, because we are also being threatened, Great. even though go. it's overseas. Okay, so uh, of all that, um, sort of to leave you with maybe a sour taste in your mouth, um, it's really left one in mind. Uh, I, I would argue. Um, Wesley Clark 7 is a classic video that um, from 08, I believe, or 07. Uh, maybe maybe older than that. But it's a general uh, under the U.S. military uh, on Amy Goodman's show uh, in a, like a wide stage audience. And, she, and he says something rather peculiar that I don't think, I don't think any of our friends have so far heard this. Um, or maybe they have. I, I guess I never got the chance to ask him. After 9-11, about 10 days after 9-11, I went through the Pentagon and I saw Secretary Rumsfeld and, and Deputy Secretary Wolfowitz. I went downstairs just to say hello to some of the people on the joint staff who had used, used to work for me. And one of the generals called me and he said, sir, you got to come in. You got to come in and talk to me a second. I said, well, you're too busy. He said, no, no. He says, we've made the decision. We're going to war with Iraq. This was on or about the 20th of September. I said, we're going to war with Iraq. Why? He said, I don't know. <laughs> he said, I guess they don't know what else to do. So uh, I said, well, did they find some information collect connecting Saddam to al-Qaeda? He said, no, no. He says, there's nothing new that way. They just made the decision to go to war with Iraq. He said, I guess it's like we don't know what to do about terrorists, but we got a good military and we can take down governments. And um, he said, I guess if, if the only tool you have is a hammer, every problem has to look like a nail. So I came back to see him a few weeks later. And by that time we were bombing in Afghanistan. I said, are we still going to war with Iraq? And he said, oh, it's worse than that. He said, he reached over on his desk, he picked up a piece of paper. And he said, I just, he said, I just got this down from upstairs, meaning the Secretary of Defense's office today. And he said, this is a memo that describes how we're gonna take out seven countries in five years, starting with Iraq and then Syria, Lebanon, Libya, Somalia, Sudan, and finishing off Iran. Okay. All those countries, minus Lebanon and Iran. Who are all, conveniently involved in this current Current situation. Um, all of them have been in some way or form, some way or, some way or form, have been intervened with U.S. military presence. Every single one of them. Since that that Since, speech, so, yeah, no, obviously it's not. Five years is extreme. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, but 
we also have a election coming up in a year's time. Uh, coincidentally, 60 Minutes just uh, pulled out, um, well, not just 60 Minutes, but the news has also come out with uh, six Iranian uh, prisoners, probably CIA agents, that, and I think Iran claimed that too. Um, so definitely spooks uh, that and that got returned in exchange for another Iranian prisoner. Um, we were supposedly at in closer, better relations with the Iranians, even though that never feels like it's the case. Um, we're only being escalated further. By the way, those I'm sure I haven't I didn't clip that interview, but I'm sure it is very close to like, you know, all the horrific, you know, very propagandistic versions of what Iran did. Um, even though there probably was some torture, but only because there are probably CIA agents that entered the facility or that entered the country mm-hmm. to begin with. Um, uh, you can slowly see the gears turning of preparation of, you know, getting in- involved with another country that we probably don't need to. Uh, and if not, we're only agitating them to want to respond in a certain way. Uh, just like we did with Ukraine and Russia, Russia did fuck up. I think we did, we did talk about that in private, uh, in terms of what they're doing. Um, but at the same time, who's to say we haven't agitated them as well. Uh, and in terms justifying what that guy was saying, uh, every bit of it, it, every bit of it, it's like just, you, they, they've crossed them off slowly. Sudan is currently in the works of a civil war. I think my understanding, uh, as we speak currently, uh, not much is covered on because quite frankly, who cares about Sudan? Um, <laughs> probably the people of probably Sudan. Probably the people that are there. <laughs> but not to the extent of, you know, world headlines. But yeah. it's still, a matter of fact, all those countries are being attacked. They all have been infiltrated by American oil. Um, we have military bases that are always there and settled. It just, it makes, it's just very unusual. That's, that's the point I'm trying to make is that this shit's weird. <laughs> and you know what makes it more weird? I just did a, a Google search for Wesley Clark 7 and granted this is with the VPN. The, I don't see any American news sites who reported on it, but Al Jazeera did an article on it in 2003. Oh, okay. Um, the U.S. plans to attack seven Muslim states. Um, China Daily did a I did an article on it in 2021. Um, and we're not tro- uh, uh, ch- Chinese sympathizers, by the way. Yeah, no, we but like their is, food, but no, that's, no, no. That, but that's my, my point is that it's being reported. It was reported internationally, but I don't see anything. Granted, maybe different search, but like I don't see anything news or U.S. No, why would it? That's reported on it. Um, just like an attempt to hide it. Not even an attempt. I mean, not even drawing attention not to it. Not even drawing attention to it. It's, yeah, it's just, this shit's weird, man. Yeah. That's all we're trying to get at. And, I mean, it, and, like, what is the point of the U.S. consistently nudging Iran to retaliate against them, right? Yeah. So, like, even just isolated to just this this Israel-Gaza um, event, right? The U.S. Um, news sources continu- continually saying... Um, you know, Hamas is financed by Iran, even though that hasn't been, it's only allegedly, um, well, I, I Iran hasn't confirmed yeah. it. They haven't denied it, but like, it, what is the point of them, them nudging them? Right. And then how is it that a bulldozer got through yeah. uh, an Israeli 
top end security borderline? Yeah. So going down the kind of the theory rabbit hole, tying it together. So if the idea of Israel allowing it or prompting it to happen, the the initial attack, then they're justified, right? So then in the U.S. constantly giving their 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 unconditional support to Israel. So what are the U.S. and Israel, who are the two main people really pushing this war, or not people, countries? <laughs> um, what do they What do they benefit from a war happening? So Israel benefits potentially from the land of Gaza. 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 Um, they get to finally get rid of Hamas, who they've been paying under the table to stay quiet for years. Um, they're justified in all of this. Uh, they get to finally squash the yeah, Palestinian then, well, people. That's also saying uh, Hamas doesn't want a two-state solution either. No. Yeah. Um, oh, that's very odd. And then also, okay, so then, you know, Hamas is backed by Iran. So the U.S. is, you know, it is supporting Israel. The U.S. gets more justification to then go after Iran because, well, they that's where Hamas came from, right? I'll tell you what. Terrorists. Those, all terrorists. Those, them damn Hamas leaders... They got themselves a good-looking scam. They're probably they're getting paid out by Iran. I know. And the Jews? Yeah, they're getting money from everywhere. Jeez, those are the real Jews right there. Yeah, and then if you want to tie in the last country in that list, Lebanon. Okay, where is Hezbollah? Hezbollah from? Lebanon, right? So if you're going after all the terrorists, why don't you go after that one too? There's already attacks, and then and as Janet Yelling did say, wait, wait, wait let's let's hear that again. Um. No, no, no. And a UN. Shit, that was supposed to be smooth. Ah, oh, that should have been smooth. Can, can America, can the West afford another war at this time? I, I think the answer is absolutely. Um, America can certainly afford to stand with Israel and to support Israel's military needs. And we also can and must support Ukraine in its struggle against russia so why not then, why not push an iranian one dude exactly if we can afford two wars why can't we afford three right right the economy the u.s economy is doing amazing sweetie <laughs> so she's sweet it, it's it's yeah you're doing yeah. amazing sweetie oh i see i see um it's just it, there's too many things they don't feel like super huge leaps to make this connection right Correct. Like a lot of theories are kind of like, ah, that's kind of a stretch. These don't feel like a stretch. It no. feels like it makes sense. And that's just the natural next step that would happen. Right. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if our next thing is that we go after Iran, especially with the, the retaliation as a retaliation. Right. I we'll don't also think it'll keep end. this in mind. And this is what I was trying to get uh, with our friends that night uh -huh. is we got no president. Uh, that's in election and they enter a war they do not uh they they ha they have an automatic pass for re-election yeah there's no there's never a new president that it goes into office in the middle of a war no it's always the same one biden is still qualified to have a second term nobody going into this would vote him into a second term biden will not win but this next election if it'll, we it'll are be in a insane. war then people might say hey, you know, it's just easier, whatever. Like, they've got this under control, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I highly doubt it. I don't think anybody would still sure. vote him in. But, I mean, there's a lot of criticism, even on the U.S. side, in terms of how Biden's handling this. But 
and also just a question because i don't i don't know how uh (laughs) middle east relations are (laughs) but are iran and lebanon like allies together uh or you know i don't know is i don't know enough lebanon like connected to israel like i only know lebanon through mia khalifa oh okay so Um, that doesn't tell you much that's really the extent of it yeah (laughs) so you'd have to look into that okay yeah i I don't know i I mean that'd be interesting probably probably for hezbollah that's there yeah but outside of that i have no idea i have no idea what that government's like yeah so i mean it'll be interesting to see what happens and i mean if this any of this is true i mean it's gotta you know there's just there's a lot of things that are Unless there's something weird. absurd to try to attempt to deconstruct, yeah, and sort of address, uh, I I would say we'll keep an eyeball for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I need a break from Israel. Uh, yeah, I Israel, think everybody and, and does. I think, yeah, I, I think Israel needs a break from Israel. I think they need to chill out, dude. Well, yeah, and a ceasefire. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Oh, maybe, and did yeah, you maybe a ceasefire would help? Maybe that would help. But sorry, one last thing. Um, I don't know if you saw, but um, so Blinken was saying that uh, they can't do a ceasefire. But prior to they were there was I think it was Blinken. Uh, what did Blinken say? Come on, say it. Spit it out. What did he say? Yeah. What did he say? <laughs> um, uh, that a ceasefire would be would be uh, they they would suggest a, fe- a ceasefire mm. to happen. Um, but then the UN did a vote oh, for a voting. ceasefire right. and uh it was one uh nay and guess who it was <laughs> you could have said that quick yeah it, it was it was the u.s it was the u.s <laughs> <laughs> i wanted to build that up a little bit <laughs> because shocker <laughs> they want a war to happen <laughs> so right. why would they allow a ceasefire to happen Correct. every other country in the u.n anyways that's also very weird what what is the point of them doing that so sure yeah that, that's a good point it is so. right so I, it's just a lot of things not not too many leaps to have to do we'll see what happens but we, it's certainly not the rabbit hole of uh we're gonna enter world war three and this they don't want that either it's not no they, they just it's just what are they benefiting are they getting and, right are they getting land they're getting resources they're they're getting us uh you know what is the end result that they're after? No one can figure out that that you can push buttons only because you have a nuclear weapon, and so then it, it reassures oh, yeah. mutual destruction. If you have the, the button, fear, the fear of it, you'll never use it, right? We'll, we'll never launch a new. It'll get cobwebs and dust. Yeah, but but the the looming threat that will blow someone up to to all hell. I'll do it. I'll really do I'll, it. I'll really do it, and then we'll hold everyone else hostage while we just yeah. bug someone else. It's insane. Yeah, but then you lose everything that that I mean, you you lose the land, you lose the resources, it, yeah. and you take well, them out. Nuc- oh, with a nuclear holocaust. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. it's like, what's the what is the point? Right. It's just the threat. Right. Um, but that threat's very real to people. It is. So. Yeah. So I mean, and then just you know, going back. Sorry, <laughs> so many yeah, last I minute wrap things. Yeah, I want to wrap this up. Um, you know, keep in mind, yes, all of these events going on, and they they are huge, right? But there is a bigger picture to them is what it's it's looking out to there's always a bigger picture to everything in past history like these small things they might seem like that's the big picture but there's always a bigger one and they're usually connected and so it's how are they connected who who is involved in it and why why what are they getting out of it 
yeah that that's that's what our uh, what we started with of what's the purpose of this is what is the bigger picture don't get don't get caught up in distractions um and uh what is that line follow the money follow the money follow the money all right that's it you're it's fan that's it. Th- off. those are all my Savannah thoughts had a good tangent yeah um, I feel like I've uh, done my end. I would I would really like to use the restroom, so okay. <laughs> I believe it's time. Um, for those that made it to the end, we'd like to thank you so much for staying tuned. However, we really would appreciate some of your support, not in terms of money, but just to know that we're doing something. Um, that there's someone out there listening, not just to listen, but even just if you have something interesting like to say. Like an interaction. You have art. You got uh, you got art. Uh. Yeah, chapter art. Chapter. We, well, no, is we that need what that is? no. We need art to put in a chapter art. Yeah, for um, chapter art. For chapter art, which we will try to add one. Uh, you may see one at the very beginning, but it depends if I can figure it out. Yeah. Um. And or um. Yeah. Mostly, I mean, we're not gonna make any money from this thing. This this seems like something that is purely for entertainment. Yeah. And more for for in our opinion, our friends, as we try to state previously in our long tangents, um, but. We would certainly like to hear if there's someone out there listening. I always think that's fun. Yeah. And the point of this is to have a conversation, right? So if you'd like to interact, if you have something that you'd want to contribute, like a news article or a, an opinion on something, or maybe a, a perspective that we haven't taken into consideration or don't know about, um, um, send us a message. You know, oh, we also have an email, um, pleb2pleb.podcast.gmail.com. The number two. P-L-E-B. The number two, pleb.podcast.gmail.com. And it. thanks for listening. Yep. All right. Okay. Bye. Ciao.